There you go. I've taken out the dark lady. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Welcome to Surviving the Apocalypse, the Nerds Way. On location, we are at the Supernova Expo in Perth, Australia. Yes, that's right. Oh, whoa, look at there. The we have a players everywhere. We have a huge crowd with us today. Woo, um, say hi, crowd. Yeah, just edit in a, uh, a track applause there if you yeah. could, John. Oh, my goodness. The fans are just everywhere. In fact, uh, we had to get uh, hired security to yeah, keep everyone yeah, off Yeah, we've us. got a huge uh, crowd here, so it's good to see us. We'll field questions later on. Mm. Um, and, yeah, absolute nonsense. We found a nice quiet place <laughs> yeah. in, uh, like, the back corner of the convention center here. Indeed. And uh, we're just basically going to talk crap for about half an hour. Yes. And it's going to be great. We have done some recording already. Indeed, uh, we've interviewed some cosplayers. Indeed, some indeed. amazing talent, and some people who just uh, bought it off the internet. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so you get all types here. It's great, but yeah. everyone's looking fantastic. My favourite has definitely been uh, the Dark Lady Sylvanas, even though she's a filthy horde. Uh, and filthy horde. Yeah. D- d- so d- that's well, that's the other the, the faction. faction in the uh, World of Warcraft universe. Yes. Yeah. So and, just uh, just l- making we yes. cleared that up. Okay. And uh, the Lich Queen. Which is uh, pretty glorious. She did well. So what's the difference between Sylvanas and the Lich Queen? The Lich Queen? Uh, At this stage, probably not a lot. Uh, So it's actually the Lich King. Uh, They've just gender-swapped it. Uh, So she she was uh, role-playing as Arthas Menethil. We had, yeah, some fun today. Uh, We've been wandering around interviewing random people, and we'll probably continue to do so uh, throughout the day. I look forward to it very much. Indeed. I must say, you did pose a question to me during the one of the interviews, or before the interviews began, which was, how does this help us survive an apocalypse? Indeed. And it really doesn't, because it's <laughs> horrifying. I mean, there was... Oddly enough, you were suffering more than I with the huge press of people coming in. There was a... Yeah, it's weird, because I normally don't worry that much about crowds, because I'm six foot four. I'm yeah. normally ahead above everyone else. Mm. And it was the same here, but... I just the fact that I was carrying a backpack and all this camera equipment because Adam doesn't hold anything for the podcast. That's a lie. The heavy backpack plus wearing suspenders for me is quite claustrophobic because they're never quite long enough for my long body. Mm-hmm. And my it long was all body. getting yeah. it was all getting to me and then someone like pushed past me. The worst thing when you're in a crowd is if someone pushes past you and you're both going the same way. It's like I am also trying to get that direction. You're just pushing ahead of me. Why can't we just work together on this? Yep, yep, the flow. The flow is important in a convention. But anyway, for the most part, Supernova is not that crowded. It's, no. it's great. You get to see people. You get a chance to stretch out and say hi. I got to fist bump Chuck Norris. That's a lie. Uh, uh. Yeah, that is a lie. <laughs> I did get to fist uh, bump Baymax from uh, Big Hero That's 6. That's true. A cosplayer. Well, it was Baymax. You're a Baymax. Okay. So, yeah, the, uh, at the moment we have uh, Brendan Ruth, who plays uh, Superman, or did play Superman. Uh, he plays uh, the Atom, or Atom, rather, in DC Legends of Tomorrow and Arrow. Uh, we have, obviously, Chuck Norris, who needs zero introduction, because if we did introduce Who's- him, he would spontaneously appear, because we are within oh, wow. his radius oh, of hearing, I'm yeah, sure. better not. Uh, and he'll drop kickers right in the throat. Mm-hmm. Roundhouse kickers, roundhouse kick, rather. Yes, that's um, right. There's a whole bunch of other people here, so it's cool. It's cool. Um, I'm hoping to try and kidnap at least one of them. Yeah. Uh, Summer Glau. Yeah, uh, probably. Yeah, she's here as well. And basically just uh, kidnap her, and she can do an interview with us. Um, right. I'm depressed that Patrick Rothfuss isn't here. Um, yeah, Rotho, what are you doing, man? Mate. Get down here, eh? Actually, no. If you're, if you're writing uh, Doors of Stone, then I forgive you for not being oh, okay. at uh, Supernova. Maybe you'll be at Comic-Con. Ooh. Mm, that'd be good. Maybe. Um, so, yeah. So, this is my fi- first time going to a convention like this. Mm-hmm. I used to go to, like, work conven- conventions for my last job, and I used to speak there. So, I was somewhat of a celebrity. Oh, yeah. So, it's nice coming to a place and not being accosted by fans Oh, constantly. of course, yeah. The, the progra- you're a programming um, genius uh, celebrity guy. <laughs> yep, yep. I'm kidding, of course, if, in case anyone didn't get it. Well, <laughs> you guys knew it was a joke. Um, so, uh, so, you're doing a bit of cosplay yourself today. Yes, that's right. So, I am dressed up as the 11th Doctor, mm-hmm. portrayed by Matt Smith yep. from the series Doctor Who, which is my favorite TV series mm-hmm. of all time. And it's really great because you do feel like, again, I have a lot of experience being a celebrity. I'm, Adam is looking away so I can say whatever I want. 
I'm distracted by a woman in incredibly tight leather um, who's just Adam- come out of, no, 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 who's just come... No, 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 no. I was, my mind was not going when you think <laughs> okay, it was. Okay, okay, okay. She was just coming out of the bathroom and I was just thinking to myself, my goodness, that must be incredibly difficult to go to the bathroom in. Yeah, like, true. These cosplayers are like real troopers because they must dis- have to dissemble so much to be able to use the bathroom if they need to. Yeah. Um, unless they've got, you know, like cafes or, you know... Uh, just the lost me bags or whatever. Well, no, I was thinking more like the flap that you can unzip and it just everything's ready to go there. <laughs> the flap, like on onesies. <laughs> yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, so I reckon it's great. Like you say, like they're putting a lot of effort for this, and why? Yeah, for just because sure. they love the universes that have been created. All these authors and artists and movie makers have created this world that is so believable and so exciting that you want to become a part of it. Even yeah, if for it's sure. Just one day at a con, and it's yeah. great. The Raymond uh, Raymond D. Feist is here, uh, who did the. He's an author who has written uh, the Rift War Cycle, uh, a whole bunch of other stuff as well. Well, not a whole bunch of other stuff, but uh, some pretty decent, high-reaching fantasy novels. I'd love to get to him, but you know that's it. So these celebrities do like to charge through the uh, the butt to get a signature or speak to them for twelve seconds. Yeah, so for a lot of people, it's worth it, and they're coming. Yep. They're coming. They paid for the extra um, getting something signed or just to meet uh, a actor or a writer that they're a fan of. Yeah, for sure. And it's great for them. Unfortunately, the budget for Surviving the Apocalypse, the Nerds Way, is not such that we can afford to it meet all these people. It is infinitesimal. In fact, it's almost non-existent, I would say. Uh, def- 100% non-existent, <laughs> just saying. Um, Except yeah. for our uh, private account for, you know, buying an island in the future. Oh, yeah, that that's thanks for the donations, guys. Yeah. Everyone who's donated to the island is welcome aboard. Yep, for sure. So, so, so far, it's me and Adam. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Not even us. <laughs> no, it's a grand total of $2. Yes. Um, so, but it's, it's great. Like, cosplaying as the Doctor, it's kind of exciting because people will be like, hey, it's the Doctor. Um, and they, it's it's cool. It's like I imagine what it's like to get recognized if you, you were the original actor. I just happen to have this weird thing where I look a lot like Max Smith in the first place. Adam's trying to get my sonic screwdriver prop to work. <laughs> I don't know if you can hear that. Probably, yeah. Unfortunately, when I was getting dressed uh, into my costume for today, into my cosplay outfit, I took off my jacket because it was getting quite hot, and I forgot that I had my sonic screwdriver in it, I picked up my jacket to put it on, and f- for whatever reason, Sonic Screwdriver fell out and it snapped. The <sighs> one time I needed the one time working you need it and it's not Sonic working. Screwdriver, yeah. So now you kind of have to fiddle with it to get it to work. But yep. it's still fun. It looks like the right thing. Yes, indeed. I mean, you could pull it out. Wow, that sounded dirty. Uh, moving on. So, um, <laughs> it, until you made it. <laughs> indeed, until I made it, because that's who I am. We haven't really, because literally we are sitting on the convention floor at the moment uh, doing this. No, we're in the middle of a huge stadium. Yeah, yeah, surrounded by hundreds of thousands of fans. Somebody make some noise! Yeah! Yeah, that's the (laughs) sound of overwhelming (laughs) silence. Um, (laughs) uh, So today we won't be doing story time, uh, because literally don't have the capacity... To really do much with all the ambient noise, we'd like to have a bit of gravitas when we tell yeah, these stories. Yeah, so story time will be continuing next time. Indeed. If you haven't listened to it, go back and listen to the end of last episode. Yep. Actually, listen to the whole episode. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, it's great. It's yeah, it's okay. It's, <laughs> come on. Well, yeah, lower the expectations. Yeah, lower so the expectations. Exactly. Yeah, it's hard, like uh, it's like Ant Man. You know, you go uh, in with low expectations and then come out blown away. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's my experience. Of yeah, Black that's Ant-Man. exactly my experience. In fact, I think it was the experience of everyone who went. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah so um, going to be a bit of a different episode. There's going to be most... Uh, the interviews are going to be put together as a video on the Facebook page. Yep. So what we'll do is we can actually play them for you now. Um, but if you want to go into the Facebook page and watch instead, that'll be far more exciting. Indeed. So I hope you enjoy. We had a lot of fun meeting all these people and seeing their amazing costumes. Some of the things they did to make a great costume on a low budget. Yeah, for sure. Is, it's great. So really, cosplaying is for anyone, not just people oh, who have a lot of everybody spare. Everybody should get into cosplay. Oh, yeah. I mean, let's see. Let's, actually, there's an interesting idea. So okay. if you couldn't go as the Doctor, who would you go as? All right. I would go as, I think, I just, could I go as a different Doctor? No. Nope. <laughs> doctor <laughs> franchise on. is gone. Oh, no. Like, I can't even Non-existent. go as a Dalek. Non-existent. 
Okay, I must be honest. I'm kind of... I kind of want to shoot myself for saying this, mm -hmm. but I would go as uh, Jon Snow from Game of Thrones. Oh, Games. right. Okay. Because I saw this amazing video where someone showed you how to cosplay as Jon Snow without... Uh, on a low budget. Yeah. All you have to do is get a leather jacket and you turn it around so you can't see the zip. You get a cloak and um, as you'll hear in the interview, you can just get a cloak from Spotlight, Spotlight which is great. You a can fabric just, store. Yeah, just get the fabric you need and then from Ikea, you can get these fluffy little tiny rug things, mm -hmm. cut it up. It's not expensive and then you just add it onto the top of your cloak and it looks like a fur cloak. Yeah. It, it was amazing and it's like, that would cost nothing. I've got a spare leather jacket. I've, I can go to Spotlight and get 10 bucks worth of, um, or was it 20 bucks worth of 20 material? Bucks, yeah. But then oh, the, time and, the time and effort put into it. So, so Jon Snow, interesting. Okay. Last year you went as Gandalf. I did. Gandalf the Grey. If you went again as cosplaying... I'd become as Gandalf the White. See, that's the same as me choosing another topic. <laughs> In fact, that's worse, because he still has the same face. <laughs> True. Um, okay, uh, let's see. Different franchise entirely. I would, I'd go as Kvothe. How? You've got to have to get red hair dye. I'd, I'd, or a wig. Um, yeah. And I'd bring a lute. And yeah, okay. Yeah. I'd, I've got a mandolin. That looks a bit like a lute. True, yeah. Or alternatively, uh, let's see. who. Oh, no. Who would I go as? Uh, TV shows, right. I'd go Sherlock. Oh, that's good. Yeah. Benedict I'd have to shave because at the moment I'm growing my winter beard to, and I'm, I'm looking a little bit... How do I say this? Homeless? Yeah. Um, um, like, I don't know about the homeless thing, but it certainly looks like Adam is about to uh, steal everything I own. Yeah, I, I'm definitely a, a mountain man at the moment. Plus, he's got these blue contacts on. Oh, yeah. I brought uh, blue contact lenses here just because I thought, while I'm interviewing people, I want them to have the capacity... Well, I want them to believe I'm looking into their soul. Yeah, um, that's what it feels like at the moment. And they're pretty vibrant blue as well. Uh, neon, almost. So, yeah, uh, that took a while to get in, and boy, do my eyes hurt. Oh, Oh no! <laughs> <laughs> oh no! So yeah, that, yeah, they're pretty. That's pretty fun though. I'm enjoying it quite a bit. Um, we we were going to do this thing where I was just going to buy a random thing every time and add it to my ensemble. Uh, so we had the contact lenses. Then I was going to get some steampunk goggles. Mm. Uh, um, but unfortunately, again, our budget being zero is not really allowed. No. <laughs> so yeah, but it's been a huge fun uh, wandering around, seeing all the cool stuff here today. Uh, we'll probably do a couple more interviews while we're here. Uh, Great. We did have an in uh, an incident with the train station. Uh, oh, trying yeah. to get here. That was fun. <laughs> Actually, we've got the audio yeah, of us explaining that. Maybe we should put that in. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so that's that now. So, Adam, would you be able to describe for the audience what just happened? I'd say mild disorientation there, John. Okay. Uh, because, well, at the moment it is brilliantly bright outside. Okay. And as we all know, I am a night walker of the most extreme, extreme values. Uh, so being out in the day has disorientated me. So we, uh, you being the cocky, cocky man you are, decided, no, nah, we'll be fine, you know, we'll leave at like five, no, no, not at all. Uh, so we're walking towards the train station and see a couple of literal wizards running towards it as well. Uh, yeah, actual wizards. Um, indeed. So we've decided, oh, we should probably start running as well. Uh, I don't ever catch trains. Um, not a peasant. No, See, no. what what us peasants have, by the way, number one, so you're yeah. getting close. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. We have these things called smart riders, so all you have mm -hmm. to do is get to the train station, tag on, yep. and hop on the train. Yeah, I have to buy a literal ticket. Which, I don't think I bought a ticket since I was ten years old. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, I... The train had pulled up, and John's just basically ran off and left me alone. This is a horrible <laughs> oh, man. Oh, come on. It wasn't that bad. <laughs> but I have no idea what I'm pressing, so I'm just like, this button, this button. What do I press from here? I don't know. It's just saying zone 1, 4, 12, 17. <laughs> so uh, a bit confused at this point. Um, so we get, literally, as the ticket comes out, the doors to the train close, and our hopes close with them. Because it took so long. You paid for it. And mm -hmm. then we're just sitting there waiting for the ticket to yeah. come out. The doors are open. Yeah. Everything's fine. What I should have done is run and just waited in the door so it would close on me and then reopen. Would it do that? They only do it once. Oh, right, okay. That may have been enough. <laughs> yeah, it that may have been, been enough. enough. 
Uh, but I wasn't sure how long it was going to take. Oh, and who knows, maybe this is the one time there'd be a fault and you'd be severed in exactly. half. Exactly. So, so, yeah, <laughs> yeah the, the problem well, is good, Bad news for me, good news for you and for the podcast, because then we get on the news. Podcast host dies yep. while trying to get to Supernova. <laughs> nerd way train. Podcast called Surviving the Apocalypse, The Nerd's Way, dies horribly <laughs> on way to Nerdfest. I think that's a good title. So, so he died horribly, The Nerd's Way. <laughs> <laughs> so right. now we're just sitting here. Waiting for the train to come, and I guess we'll update you further when we uh, get to. Uh, uh, sorry, when? You mean if we get to if, Supernova? Yeah, true. <laughs> if I mean it's not off to a great start. All right, I love you all. If you don't hear from us, um, <laughs> goodbye. Yeah, so as you heard, maybe we're not the greatest at m- uh, managing public transport. But no, there you go. Uh, considering I've never really uh, been on a train before. Well, sorry, that's a lie. I've never been on a. a train in Perth. Oh, um, okay. It's clean, I'll give it that much, but uh, not, you know, I wouldn't touch the poles or anything like that. Yeah. So I don't know how people who live in, like, New York, um, oh. like, manage that subway. I no. mean, I know uh, Thist from Lagging Balls, uh, she catches the train from New Jersey into New York for her job. Oh, wow. And I'm just like, ugh, ugh, I wouldn't, no, no, no. Even when I went on the tube, the London Underground, I was, like amazed at these people doing this every day because you're crushed in with so many people and, and you're all wearing winter coats because it's so cold outside mm. and you think it would be good but it's not because everyone's so close together and rugged up and it gets so hot uh, in the carriage yuck, yeah. and you want to take off your jacket but there's no room to take it off so mm. you've just got to like sit there like and yep, I'm very comfortable being touched by 17 strangers <laughs> and sweating inside my coat that makes me worry but then when you get out, you're like, oh, thank goodness. Mm-hmm. And then you just start stripping off and then running through London naked? <laughs> no, because it's still cold outside. You're like, Phew. oh, okay. For, okay. Yeah, Icicles you don't do form on your beard after that. <laughs> um, so, yeah, right. Um, curious enough, nobody has sent me any scary stories. What? I know, right? I've been dying to hear your scary stories, people. <sighs> Send them through. Come on. Or I will weep tears of blood and create my own stare- a scary story. And also, the blood tears takes a while to clean up, so I'd appreciate it if you did send through those stories. Yeah, I would do that, definitely. Mm. So, yeah. Um, I don't know. I'm looking forward to seeing what else we get up to today. Uh, there's not... Like, we're not really going to many panels or anything like that. I mean, mm-hmm. the only panels I'd go to, really... Oh, my goodness, there's a couple of Jedis. They look awesome. Oh, really? Yeah, that looks so sick. That's so good. Yeah, for sure. Uh, they look like old Jedi Masters as well. It looks Great. wicked. Man, I wish I was a Jedi. Mm. I would totally use my force for the you know dark side of things. I'd yeah, be a you're Sith. straight on the dark side, let me tell you. I'd totally be a Sith. Mm-hmm. But at the same time... So Sith use emotion to, you know... Garner their power, as far as I'm aware. Me, I'm more serene. I don't let emotion enter uh, into it. So you do evil. You're on the dark side, but you don't give in to no, your emotion. No, no. So I think that makes you a dark Jedi, not a Sith. Yeah, I'd say I'm a dark Jedi. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which is essentially a Sith in, you know, all but name. So, yeah. Uh, indeed. Yes, indeed. Uh, I don't know. What else have we got today? Really, not a lot. <laughs> We've just been... Um, I don't know, we just want to set up and chat, I guess. There is a song I would like to play uh, for those... Oh, really? uh, well, we'll do it in post, obviously. Um, it's... I heard it on... So those of Australians would know, and any international listeners that we have, I'd highly recommend listening to the Hamish and Andy podcast. Okay. Right? Uh, they are Australia. They were Australian radio hosts, uh, which uh, left radio, and now they're doing their own podcast once a week. And they made a song called Two Foot Tony. Which is about learning to surf. Okay. I know it sounds weird. Uh, they had James Bay do it. It's rubbish, right? Okay. But then a woman sent in a cover, and all I can say is, I love this woman. Um, okay. <laughs> I think her name is uh, her name is Jack Host, and I haven't gotten permission yet, but I'm going to ask her before we put this <laughs> okay. up, or else we'll just have to you know end this. But I would recommend going to listen to it. Uh, Two Foot Tony, she's on SoundCloud. Jack Host, J A C Host, H O S T. And it's called uh, Two Foot Tony. It sounds amazing. Her, she plays piano, so you'd love it. Uh, and I'm pretty sure it was all done by herself. Uh, so she's got backup vocals and stuff wow. like that. And uh, just her voice is serene. I'd marry her just for her voice. Um, okay, well, she might not be single, but... No, uh, yeah, that's true. Cool your heels 
I was horribly ill uh, last weekend, right? Okay. So I was at work, and as some of you know, I work night shift. And halfway through my shift, I got such a cramp in my stomach that I had to rush to the bathroom, and I just... I destroyed that bathroom. That porcelain was cracked, I'm telling you now. Oh, wow. Um, oh, it was not pleasant. Vomiting everywhere was not a pleasant experience, right? <laughs> oh, this so, is a great visual. Yeah, right. So I was, unfortunately, uh, hospitalized for a small time. Oh, wow. Uh, massive dehydration, and I had a migraine. I've never had a migraine before. I know some people are jealous of that fact now, but <laughs> yeah. never had a migraine. And my mind was locked in this weird, weird fugue, like locked state, right? Where all I could think about, like as I'm trying to sleep, which wasn't that great, all I could think about was this series of books called The Demon Cycle. I've spoken about it before. Okay. And my mind was just dredging up all these names and titles and things like that. And it was just weird. Like, my dreams would not shift from that. It was locked. Every time I'd try and zone out, like even when I wasn't asleep, my mind would just go to that state. And all I know is, I was so ill that if this was the apocalypse, right, I would have died. Oh, wow. Because I was alone. And if I was alone, I would have just... I would have died. I would, I would have been laid, like laid out. There was nothing I could have done. And so here I was just laying down, reveling in this glorious pain in my skull. And I was just thinking to myself, if this was anything but modern day society, I'd be ruined. There'd be nothing I could do. So 
I eventually got better. Everything kind of went away on Sunday morning. And I can tell you now, I was sitting out the back in the coolness, because I was still a bit hot, and it was something else entirely. Like, it just felt like a relief, a burden had been lifted from me. Like, after having that terrible uh, type of experience come through, and having that end, it was so good. It was wonderful. Do you feel like that made it all worth it? Yeah. Oh, really? It really did. Like, having that, like, weird sense of relief was palpable. It was so, so pleasant. Like, it was just the migraine that was the worst thing. Because for the few days beforehand, my right eye was twitching at random points in time. So if I was talking to somebody and my right eye started to twitch, I looked like a crazy person. And I am a crazy person, but I'm a crazy person who likes to remain unnoticed. (laughs) Okay? So, but after the migraine, it went. So I'd say my body was just like, hey, hey, something terrible is coming your way. Uh, just beware. And now it's gone. Oh, my goodness. But it was just mm. crazy. Like, that migraine was the worst thing I've ever had in my life. Felt like my head was in a vice and just squeezing brains out my ears. Nice visual. Hope no kids are listening. Sorry about that. <laughs> Brutal. What's the sickest you've ever been, John? Oh... There was a recent, there was a real recent time I was extremely sick, and I, I think it was my first time having like I've had a diarrhea before, but like not really, you mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like it wasn't explosive. Yeah, mm-hmm. like I've just had a diarrhea-ish, yeah, uh, situation. Upset stomach. It, but this was my first time actually having it, and it was just so bizarre because I didn't know this. Until I managed to get a doctor. I think it was two days later I managed to get a doctor because I was too sick and I had to get the... Um, IV intravenous drip? No, no, no. Sorry, I had to... No, I wasn't that bad. No, I had to get that. That was fun. Ha- had someone uh, come in. What do you call it? At-home doctor. Oh, yep. Calling anyway, doctor. So, mm-hmm. until they came, I didn't know that you were supposed to let it happen. I thought you were supposed to stop. I know this is stupid, but I thought it was bad that it was happening. Like, mm. I thought... Your body's you trying to purge itself. Yeah. Right? From doing it, and that's all I knew. I didn't know that if you just let it happen, it'll all flash out, and then your body will reset itself. Yep. Assuming it's not too bad. Mm-hmm. So they kind of say like, you let it happen, but if you get dehydrated or um, what is the word? Yeah, like if you can't, if you can't do a number one. Mm-hmm. No, if you can't do a number, yeah, number one, that's mm-hmm. bad mm-hmm. because that means all of your water is going out number two. Number two. And that's when it becomes a problem. Yep. So they were like, as long as you can still go and you're going multiple times a day, it's fine. Okay. And I was going like twice a day, which is unusual for me. Normally, it's like 18 times a day because I drink so much water. Because you drink so much water, yeah. Um, Anyway, so this is all just gross details. Basically, it is to say that this was my first time and because I didn't understand how the sickness worked, Mm -hmm. um, I, I just was ill prepared for it and I made myself worse. And it turned out that they were like, yeah. Let the diarrhea happen. Try to avoid vomiting. And it was fine after that. I didn't even feel sick anymore because I wasn't so worried about the diarrhea. Yeah. So don't worry if you get diarrhea. Is the point of this podcast. Yeah. Yeah. Let it happen. Now, you may be asking, how does talking about sickness help you survive the apocalypse? Or how does getting sick help you survive the apocalypse? Depending on... Well, once again, depending on the, the type of apocalypse. But let's say it's a pestilence type of thing. Oh, no. It'll build up your immune system. But, I mean, if it's, a, if it's a genetically modified virus, we're all doomed anyway. Yeah, we're all doomed. So, you know, just let it happen. Um, <laughs> but, uh, you know, uh, build up your immune systems. Like, so many people use, and me included in this, uh, like the antibacterial uh, hand sanitizer stuff. Yes. And, also, like, when we don't you have... You used a, it when you accidentally touch the pole on the train. Yeah, you're not wrong. Um, because we use, like, our immune systems are weaker than our predecessors because we're so... Clean? Yes, right. Our cleanliness is kind of at the forefront of our mind. So, yeah, we've got a... I don't know. We've got to tone down on that, I guess. Indeed. So, I'm about to have a child. And don't freak out when I tell you this. Mm -hmm. But I am going to be careful not to go overboard with the cleanliness. Like, I'm obviously not going to be just having Petri dishes of Hep B lying around (laughs) my child's bedroom. Yep. But I'm going to try and remember, like... Don't make everything clean and, like, the child, when it's a little bit older, can start to go out into the garden and play. And play in dirt. Yeah, just because I've heard, and there's a lot of research saying that Mm -hmm. that does actually help build your immune system. And it makes sense because you're exposed to more elements. Your body starts to build up those immunities. All the bacteria in dirt itself will help strengthen an immune system. Indeed. 
Yeah, but for sure. I'm told when uh, when your baby is still being nursed by the mother, mm. it has a way up immune system anyway. So mm. we might get sick all the time, us as parents, but the child will probably be fine. Yep, yep. Because it's got a supercharged immune system, which is great for the baby. Indeed. Being sick sucks. Man, you, but, must, you must be so looking forward to having this child. Uh, I am, yes. Why are you <laughs> saying it like, oh, you must be so... Are you saying that I shouldn't be? Or? No, no, I'm saying like okay. you must be like excited to have this child. I mean, it's yes, going to be so cool. The, like a new adventure. Indeed. And the clan size is increasing, so yep. it'll be easier for me to survive the apocalypse. I mean, your family's huge anyways. Yeah, right. The family I'm from, I have mm-hmm. five brothers and sisters. Yep. Um, so, I don't know, poor, my poor wife, because I'm going to want to have 20, bro- uh, 20 do- children, so... Yep, so Caitlin, if you're listening to this, which hopefully you are... Um, yeah. Come you on, know, listen that's- to my podcast, yeah. <laughs> like, oh, you can support me, sure. <laughs> that's a, uh, I hope that's not news to you, 20 yeah, children? 20 children. I'm sure. so sorry, Caitlin, I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, when, if you are sick at the moment, or if you get sick soon, or if you're like me and you get sick all the time, just remember... The more you're sick, the stronger you're making your immune system, and the higher likelihood that you'll be the one person that can survive the virus that destroys the human race. And then you're that only person alive in a dead world. Oh, well, maybe you'll be like one of the few people. I was trying to be to positive. The stand- no, there is no positivity <laughs> oh, in no. the apocalypse, John. <laughs> Sorry, everyone. Yep, that's all right. So last night, I was, because as we all know, I'm a night dweller. Indeed, we do know that. I was, and I had to kind of have a little bit of a sleep uh, in early morning to come here during the day and be one of these you know normal day dwellers. But I was watching a couple of series with a sorry a couple of movies. Oh, Paul Bentley, I think his name is the guy who plays okay. uh, Jarvis and Vision from oh, cool. uh, the Avengers and everything like yep. that. Yeah. Anyway, uh, I was watching some of his movies. No idea why. I just thought, you know what? I like that guy. I'm watching his stuff. Uh, so the first movie I watched was called Legion. Bit underrated, I'd say, right? Okay. So it's about God losing faith in humanity, right? And sending an apocalypse. I don't blame him. <laughs> sending an apocalypse, right? Mm-hmm. And it's about uh, a baby be like there must have been like a contingency plan in place or something for something like this to happen. And if the baby's born, I don't know, grace is restored or something. Who knows? Anyway, an angel who named Michael uh, is sent to kill the baby. Oh wow! But he dis- like, hasn't been born yet, obviously. Uh, but he decided, like, he is going to disobey. Like, he knew this was going to happen, so he okay. he knew he was going to disobey. So as soon as he lands, he cuts off his wings. Um, and like uh, this, uh, hugely interesting themes throughout the movie. So all of the angels have like this weird collar around them. Oh. Um, and when he cuts off his wings, like uh, his grace, kind of, if you will, his angelic power, uh, the collar falls off. That's just like an interesting, like, because you remember, angels don't technically have free will. Um, in classic theology. Sure. Um, they also don't have wings in classic theology, true. but so, I won't get into that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, anyway, uh, Michael goes to this diner out in the middle of nowhere, uh, and basically, like, there's a group of people, and a couple of weird things have happened already, like this old lady, creepy old lady, uh, probably like, the, like one of the creepiest scenes in the movie, saying some pretty horrific things, then starts crawling along the roof, tears out somebody's throat. What? Oh, uh, no, it's weird. This it's is weird. your kind of movie, because yeah. it's weird. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's, like, it's really interesting. Like, the acting's... Sorry, okay. The acting's okay. I'm not going to, like, okay. go, oh, my goodness, it's brilliant. Um, but Paul Benley is amazing. Um, his stuff on that. And then immediately I thought, you know what? I want to watch another one of his movies. Okay. So it's called Priest. I don't know what's going on it's with like Paul Bentley. Re- religious Yeah, but he's going stuff. all of like hugely religious yeah, things. Yeah, okay. Um, also cool, it's like a, this one's based off a, oh, I should finish, oh, I'm not going to spoil Legion. You should watch it. It's actually pretty good. Okay. Um, Priest. So it's about a, since the dawn of time, there's been humans and vampires and they've been at war forever, yada, yada, yada. Like real life. Yeah, cool. yeah for sure, yeah. And <laughs> <laughs> if you're a supernova, you've probably seen a few vampires. Yes. Um, anyway, so they have... Uh, the humans kind of regress behind these massive walls, like walled cities which are controlled by the church. Kind of think Vatican-esque, if you will, except massive, monolithic, and kind of corrupt. The clergy are bastards. Anyway. Um, okay. They use their power not for not for ill so to speak but to make their own lives comfortable anyway uh, 
one of this is like they'd kind of defeat the vampire menace because they created this living weapon called priests, which can match the strength and speed and veracity of a vampire uh, and just lays waste to a bunch of them. Uh, Paul Bentley is obviously a priest. If you can hear that, Adam's I'm just keep playing with the, with the sonic screwdriver. Sonic screwdriver, can't help it. Anyway, so they do this whole like a uh, ex- like this really cool scenes with uh, like martial arts and daggers and stuff like that. Looks really cool. Once again, acting not great. Everything's kind of held up by Paul Bentley. Uh. Um, so it's but still solid movie. Interesting uh, premise. Uh, you should check that out as well. Okay. Um, I don't know why. It just seems like I was on a religious bend last night watching, but it was just his, but it was a Paul was, Bentley bend. Yeah, it was literally just bent. his stuff. For sure. Oh. <laughs> that would have been way better and that's the if podcast. it wasn't exactly the same. <laughs> yeah. um, okay. So, yeah, uh, those are the movie reviews of today. Today's Bob Goulter reference is brought to you by... Oh, know. wait, we did say last week what this one was going to be. I don't remember that. Oh, man. The sponsor. No, can't remember. No, no. Well. We, we need to listen to our own podcast, apparently. I do. I just don't remember it. Uh, that, okay. I listened to that the night I was violently ill. Uh, so I was okay. just like... Bruh! That was glorious. <laughs> oh, I'm so funny listening to myself. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> um, oh, hold back annoying. my hair. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, yeah, all right. So we're going to go out and do some more interviews. And uh, we will talk to you fine people later. Uh, follow us on Twitter, Voice of Adam for me. Uh, just f- go to who I follow and find John, because I'm not even going to attempt a J-L-O-K-E-Y or something like that. Is that correct? J-L-O-K-E-L-Y. Oh, I was close. I was one letter off. Um, on Twitter. Uh, we're on Twitter as well, in the Nerds Way. Uh, Facebook, forward slash the Nerds Way. And send us an email at thenerdsway uh, at gmail.com. Yes, I did it. All of it, without help. Don't forget the scary stories for Adam so he doesn't cry tears. Please, I don't want to cry tears of blood. It's not a pleasant experience, especially if I walk to pick up my niece from school. Please don't (laughs) let this happen. If you do, it's on you, okay? Oh my goodness, that's horrifying. Yeah, it is. Uh, Stigmata. Mm -hmm. See you next time. I hope you really enjoyed that episode. Indeed, fare thee well, and remember, I'm watching you right now when you look pretty. Ah! (laughs) (laughs) Goodbye. We are here at Supernova, Perth, Western Australia. Uh, I'm stuffing my face because I skipped breakfast. Uh, so, John, give us a just look around, uh, have a look at all the wonderful, well, literally the butt end of the, th- uh, the food court because this is where I wanted to get something to eat. Delicious. So we're going to interview a couple of people today, uh, cosplayers, uh, well, anyone really of note. But looks pretty damn fun around here and everyone is going to have a fantastic time. Anyway, we'll check back in later on. Goodbye. So we're in Supernova at the moment. The first thing that you notice is some people are wearing unusual clothing, such as the people who are not cosplayers right now. Unusual, very unusual. But for everyone else who has brought a costume, it's amazing. Now, it may look like I only put half the effort in, but I was just getting a bit hot in my Matt Smith uh, jacket. So, I mean, I've got the bow tie. We thought about getting a fez, but it was it was a little bit soft. So, but yes, I, um, blah, blah, blah. Yay. <laughs> okay, but yes, Supernova, very fun. This is my first time. Adam's gone once before. I wonder where that guy is. Hmm, where is Adam? Hey, you're going to make everyone sick. Uh, What's that? <laughs> I'm not sure what that means. What's up? Oh, never mind. <laughs> I know what that means. <laughs> so yes, the Surviving Apocalypse, the Nerd's Way. We've been brought to um, a Supernova. Actually, I have a question for Adam. I have a question for you. Yes. How does pop culture conventions? How do pop culture conventions help you survive the apocalypse? Oh, okay, so give me this. This will be a second. All right, so in the apocalyptic scenario, let's just say right now the undead would have burst forth and from there chaos would erupt. This is one of the worst places to be. Very few exits, mass amounts of people. We would all perish pretty quickly. Pretty dark thought, but true. But how would it help us survive the apocalypse? Well, psychologically it would help us because it gives us hope for humanity. I mean, if you look around at everybody here, nothing but smile and joy. Yeah, that's going to be my reason. I really want to just pan to someone with a really grumpy expression on their face. 
That's generally me. I'm the one with the grumpy expression, the stern expression to make people, you know, move out of the way. And with the, you know, homeless looking beard, it works wonderful. So we're going to grab someone. Let's see. Uh, let's just grab a random cosplayer. Um, now, I guess the key to grabbing someone off the street to interview is surprise. Wait, no, no, no. We're just interviewing, not kidnapping. Gotcha. Okay, that's fair. That's fair. All right. So here, brought to you live by the Nerds Way Studios, we have nobody. Here, here's my friend Francesca. Uh, she is uh, cosplaying as Ori from Kavoth's uh, storyline in the King Killer Chronicles. Oh, I, I thought they were cosplaying as um, as Harry Potter, Hermione and Ron while they're under the invisibility coat. Could be as well. Yeah, that's good. That's good. I like that. Ori likes to be small and quiet. Okay. Alright. Okay. Now. Oh, Lucio. That's cool. So we have several things that several people that we could interview here. So let's go over and ask this person. Come, let's walk. All right, we're going to try and grab a minor interview with the person who's dressing up as, uh, well, the crow by the looks of things. Looks terribly, terribly terrifying. And if that's a raven, I'm going to see if she can quote the entirety of the raven from memory, right here, right now, by Edgar Allan Poe. Why not? We're a terrible, terrible race. Hello, and welcome back. We finally have someone who we have just pulled into the uh, the realm here. Hello, uh, what's your name? Uh, my name's Mel, and my Facebook is um, facebook.com forward slash crows play with a dash in the middle. Oh, radio, cool. So who are you role-playing? Role-playing, sorry, too much Dungeons & Dragons talk for me today. Uh, uh, cosplaying as today. The Crow. The Crow. Yes. From the movie The Crow. Yes. Nice, nice. So, out of curiosity, right, so with your cosplay, how long did that take to, like, accumulate into a full-blown outfit? Uh, I got up 6.30 this morning, and I didn't finish till probably about 10. Right. Wow, that's intense. So, I've got to ask about the staff. Pretty intense. Yes. And you've already told me that its name is Quoth. Yes. So, Quoth from Quoth the Raven. But it's a crow! No, no, it's right. <laughs> yes, indeed. So you have a raven as a pet. That's cool. All right, so that's cool. So uh, I know that a lot of cosplays have, like, multiple outfits that they sometimes change into or have to change out to because of excessive heat or whatever. Do you have another outfit plan for the rest of the convention? Uh, not today, but tomorrow I'll be Aaron from Lord of the Rings. <gasps> oh, nice. Do you have, like, the... Uh, oh, Hazelfad, the sword? No, that's all right. Oh, that's believe me. <laughs> oh, Arwen, my fa- one of my favorite characters out of Lord of the Rings. So, how long did that cosplay take to get together? Um, from start to finish in the morning. Prob- again, probably about like six thirty. But then I'd finish about eight thirty. So it's not so bad. Well, that's all right. That's not terrible. But wow, I mean, I have a great respect for cosplayers. I mean, you really go out there and do stuff. What kind of inspired you to come as the Crow today? Uh, I actually like the TV series, and then that started me off watching the movie. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, and then I... Nice. Yeah, I haven't seen anyone else cosplay as a here, so first time for everything. Nice. Well, it's certainly the face makeup. Well, at least I hope it's face makeup, and I'm not insulting you. <laughs> but yeah, that uh, certainly brings out the uh, the paleness of the crow, that's for certain. Messengers of death. Well, thank you, Mel, for taking the time to uh, speak with us. Um, yeah, so thank you. <laughs> Hello, Baymax. I've always wanted to meet you. Can I can I give you a uh, fist bump? <laughs> okay. So, quick question: How long did it take you to make this uh, cosplay costume? Well, to be honest, it's actually I bought it from online, so I, I'm not boasting or anything. But it took me four weeks for for it to arrive. <laughs> yes, that's so good. Four weeks. Just get it from delivery. I like your style. Cool. Well, it's very impressive. You're getting a lot of people taking photos. So well done. And you see my little son right there. He's also the little Baymax. Oh yes. <laughs> That's amazing. So you got the whole family. Yes, good fun, good entertainment fun. Great. Thanks very much. Hope you have a good conference. Peace, Bob. Here is rare footage of Adam doing his makeup. He does this before every podcast. I keep telling him, Adam, we don't film the podcast. You don't need to do your makeup. But he's like, they can hear it. They can hear how my face looks. There we go. How's that? Difference. We have two amazing cosplayers here, uh, the Lich Queen and the Dark Lady. Uh, so first up, I have to ask, Alliance or Horde? 
thought hard. I mean, <laughs> I'm not against the alliance per se. So bifactional. Yeah. Yep. So cowards all. Thank you for your interview. Goodbye. No. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, can you tell us what you are? Arthas. Mm -hmm. I'm Sylvanas Windrunner. Nice. Okay. The Leah yeah, Arthas is fine. Everybody who anyone who watches this will know, so that's fine. So I've got to ask: these costumes are amazing. I mean, they just look so cool. Uh, we are at the moment at the cosplay repair center uh, because we're ambushing people. Uh, no. <laughs> um, so no, I've got to ask about the costumes. So how long, from start to finish, basically, including well, I wouldn't say buying, but at least the crafting of it all, would it have taken to make your costume? two months officially when we made the plans for it but we were on and off a lot mm. a nice yeah yeah we work and everything so it takes a little time yeah. to <laughs> until it'd be about maybe like three to four hours times maybe like, eight days yeah really? so yeah wow. it wasn't jeez louise it wasn't too bad yeah right <laughs> But I love the crown of damnation. Uh, that's pretty a hardcore. But I gotta. Could you uh, give us a little twirl? Look at the cloak. That's awesome. It's so shimmery and wonderful. Um, yeah, indeed. So now the dark lady here, Lady Sylvanas Windrunner, uh, war chief of the <clears throat> peasantry horde. Um, <laughs> now uh, she has renowned for having the black tear strokes, and you've even done that, John. Could you get a close up? Just of the eyes, see the uh, the darkness. Yeah. Now you just need red eyes, the glowing hatred of uh, Sylvanas Windrunner. Yeah. <laughs> it took me like four minutes to get these in, and it was horrifying. Yeah. I hope you're not using that horrifying thing to put it in. Yeah. Just like. Boop. How much, roughly, did each of these cost in total? too much because we kind of DIY'd it a lot so like the breastplate and the armor is all foam and paper mache um, the gloves and stuff is stuff we had at home and then the capes were ten dollars because the material was on sale so I mean all up it was probably like 50 50 60 bucks wow basically close to 100 yeah Closer to 100. Oh yeah, those little little bits. There's like little stuff yeah, that was more expensive than you expect it to be. <laughs> really? Yeah. <laughs> it's like yeah. 15 bucks for Velcro. So I might just scoot in the middle here, so that way I'm not yeah, yeah. blocking the uh, way there. That might be a bit better. All right. So. <laughs> oh wow. Now I'm between two evils. Okay. Uh, usually I'm the one that's in the evil. Okay. So with uh, Sylvanas Windrunner, why did you want to cosplay as that horrible, horrible war chief? I mean, she's cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's fair. She's yeah, she's pretty cool. I've been playing a lot of like um, WoW with my like boyfriend recently, and just getting back into it again because of mm -hmm. Battle of Azeroth coming out. Of course, just wanting to play through all of the campaigns again um, and all of the expansions, and just like people kind of like crap on like Burning Legion a little bit, but mm -hmm. I really love the storyline in there. And I love yeah, for sure. Said it so much, and just I don't know, it was kind of inspirational to play her again, and just yeah, cool. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. I like that. So, how much attention do you get? One the show floor here. Yeah, we've been stopped a lot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now you, as we are in the repair station here, yes. your costume does keep breaking a bit. A little bit. Mm -hmm. I've lost the one arm. <laughs> oh, sorry. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> I'm not you. Bang! There you go. I've taken out the dark lady. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen. That's all. <laughs> so yeah. So cosplay is fragile. That's what we're taking away from this. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Also, I mean. We, we made it on the cheap. So. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. But I must say, it looks fantastic. So thank you for taking the time to speak with us. Thank you. And uh, for the alliance. Yes. <laughs> uh, probably the last interview of a long day of wandering around and spending far too much money. Uh, we're here with Mr. Lewis. Lewis, how are you? I am doing very well. Thank you very much, Adam. That's good. Now, you are... Tell us who you are. Who's dressed you today on this red carpet? Okay, I am Link from Breath of the Wild in the DLC pack as Tingle, the elf, weird fairy person. Yeah, that's cool, right? Well, I have to say, it's very green. It's very green. But, you know, it's cool. Did, I know that you put a lot of effort and uh, you make a lot of your own stuff. So, for so, like several of your other cosplays that you've done. Yes, I have. Uh, Would you say that you've put in that effort in this one? 
Well, I dare say I would. The sword, I reckon, is amazing. It does have a lot of battle damage on it, and it's probably one of the most proudest things I've actually ever made. All right, well, let's have a look. Let's have a look at the camera here. So, all the intricate battle damage that's gone across here, and moss. elf blood. Moss. moss? Oh, okay, right. Because uh, in, the, in the actual movie, Ooh. in the actual game, it's mm -hmm. stabbed in the ground for a couple of years and left to rot, mm. and so that's probably why it looks rusted, and there's moss at the bottom of it, because obviously moss grows, and yeah. yeah it's of cool. course. No, no, hey, it looks good. Did you make the shield yourself? Yes, I did. Um, Jeez, that's all right. That one did not take as much. Uh, it was fairly easy, actually. Oh, right, yeah. <laughs> this is easy. That's cool. So, uh, I have to say, uh, this isn't the most uh, revealing costume I've ever seen today. Uh, <laughs> I did see uh, someone uh, from Rocky Horror in literally just his underwear wandering around. It was intense. So, you have nothing to worry about in that regard. That's okay. But, yeah. Uh, so, yes. So, how long would you say... It took you, including the sword, to make uh, this entire ensemble. 20 hours, maybe 30 hours. All right, yeah. It, it's been over, like, two months. Uh, there are times when I felt really motivated to actually do something, so I did it. And then other times, I just sit at home and play Overwatch with uh, mates. Overwatch, yeah, I can get on that. Yeah, for sure. Um, all right, and you've also got contact lenses in as well, much like uh, my own glorious ones. Uh, how long, out of curiosity, how long did it take you to get your contacts in? Five minutes. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah, that tracks. Yeah, I did. I brought mine and did that in the oh. in the costume repair. <laughs> so, I, uh, are you coming as someone different tomorrow? Because uh, I've heard sometimes certain cosplayers do that. Like each day will be someone different. I no. I did have someone else that I was going as today instead, but I just did not get that one done because, once again, uh, motivation levels and Overwatch. I play a lot of Overwatch with friends, so they didn't work out well. Mm -hmm. Uh, yeah. No. That's fair, that's fair. Alright. Alright, well... I'll be coming as this again. No, oh, that's alright. And what's on the side there? Ah, oh, okay. It's a pouch. It's a pouch. I, Excellent. I don't have pockets, so... So you're going to have to have something to store everything in? Yes. Very cool. Thank you. That's my pleasure. <laughs> well... This wraps up today's supernova fun explosion activity. Yeah, you heard it here. Fun explosion. Uh, join us next time for story time and a whole bunch of other fun stuff. I'm Adam Dixon, the reporter in the field for Nerds Way News. Thank Go you. Go the apocalypse. Oh yeah, you heard it here. Go apocalypse. the apocalypse. <laughs>